Welcome back to the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Today we have our quarterback, Bears of the Dynasty Stock Market. We did the Bulls yesterday. Um, you don't have to watch it in that order, but we go look back. The video's up from yesterday. We talked about uh, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield, and D. Daniel Jones. And today I will start it off with Jared Goff. I'm not saying that his production went down or that his dynasty value went down because it didn't. But I think that his sort of offensive scheme is going to maybe limit his total upside. Their O-line was the 31st ranked O-line on PFF, but they were the number one pass blocking offensive line. So to me, like, their O-line is bad, but it's also not that bad. So we, gotta get, we can't, like, just say it's bad and kind of cancel that they out. They were number one in pass blocking. Yes, and I, like, double-checked that and everything. Football, football outsiders. Yeah, football outsiders. Yeah, ex- wow. So, so maybe, like, when you actually evaluate their draft, like, who would they have taken? Josh Jones? Like, is he good pass? I don't know. Like, maybe they don't see the upside i don't know it's something that will fucking i don't really know the sean McVay is doing something over there but like i said this isn't like saying that you should not draft him because i think he's kind of right around where he's going to be until they take that next step as a team they added cam makers they added von jefferson as their first two picks if i remember right so obviously they think that those guys can take this offense to the next level cooper cup can actually be cut um and save them two million dollars pre-june first and he is a free next year or traded so i think they might I think they might actually get rid of him. Um, Wait, uh, why would they cut? Why would they cut Cooper Cup? They would trade him. Okay, oh, I thought you were saying they would cut. Like what? Well, you can cut or trade. It's the same. Like, well, they would now. never they cut Cooper Cup. He's like the number <laughs> no, one no. fantasy receiver first eight no. weeks of the season. But he's a free agent next year, so you might as well try and trade him and just slide Von Jefferson into the slot. <laughs> like if you maybe just want to acquire a pick for next year, it's a good way to go. Obviously, yeah, Jefferson's like twenty-seven already. So yeah, he's twenty-three. Who cares about your age as a receiver? But they're obviously fully committed to the two tight end set. They made that transition last year. They only made the transition because they freaked out because people figured out how to stop their offense. And then they drafted Bryson Hopkins. I was about to say that. So they're rolling forward with the two tight end set that, although it might not help his fantasy value, I think eventually it'll just take time for this to grow. So he is a bear because obviously, like, he didn't – I don't know. He's not, like, at the top. He's still going down a little bit due to the two tight end sets, and they're showing that they're committed in that. But I think it's more of a – expect less in a way for Jared Goff. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, good on Lucas for uh, for knowing how to get my attention. You mentioned Van Jefferson multiple times in that argument. I almost forgot who his quarterback was. So uh, good on you. I completely agree with, uh, with the Jared Goff. I think they will move on from Cup. Um, I think Van Jefferson, the reason they picked him so high is because they want him as a replacement for, for Cup eventually. Uh, again, the line was, was oddly efficient. And I had to recheck those numbers when uh, – I was yeah. putting together my offensive line article. It's weird. It's so weird that they were so good at, at the pass block. But there's got to be a good line. tackles. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, Woodworth and uh, – well, they actually drafted them, though. Havenstein and Woodworth. Havenstein, that's Woodward. sorry. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, I forgot about Havenstein. It was just surprising because it's like they were limiting passes to the running back as well. So, I, I figure if you're, if you're getting the ball to the running back a lot, then, yeah, your line's probably going to be relatively efficient. But, you know, it was kind of thrown off. It was throwing me off. So – I couldn't. I can't really picture a situation where that line kind of remains that that good, at least in the passing. Um, so I, I'm down on Jared Goff as well. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I like the talent of him. I think he's a good quarterback when he's not facing so much pressure, uh, which crazy to me because I thought like whenever I watched him, it seemed like whenever he actually did face pressure, he was terrible. But I guess he wasn't facing much of it. It's just when it did happen, he was just making all his fucking mistakes. But 
uh, yeah, no, it's it's surprising to me to hear the efficiency in the pass blocking. That's some, definitely something I got to consider uh, now before going into drafts because honestly, like we've seen his upside before. I don't think he ever gets back to what we've uh, seen in that McVay system in the first two years uh, when he was a top ten option. So uh, I can I can completely see where you're coming from there, and uh, yeah, no, it's definitely something I got to consider now because that. Completely changed my mindset on that offensive line. Just thinking of that stat. Yeah, the offensive line. I'm guessing the reason they were high in pass blocking is because their tackles are good. Like I mentioned, their guards are not good, however, and their their interior like uh, of their line took a big hit when they uh, lost Saffold in free agency, and then when they um, uh, John, Sullivan? John Sullivan retired and all that stuff. So the the offense is just like there's just something wrong with it. Like, I, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like they don't even run the same way that they used to. Like maybe it, McVay thinks he got figured out and he's just overthinking everything and he's trying to overhaul yeah. everything. I, w- whatever the case is, I don't really want anything to do with Jared Goff. Like I, like I just think there's a lot of pressure on him from the top of the organization. Cause they gave him all that, uh, all that money. And I I'd rather go with someone who is more in an upward trajectory. And I think even though they added acres and they added, um, Van Jefferson, I expect Akers to struggle early because I don't think he's going to be able to run behind those garbage guards in that garbage center. So <laughs> I disagree. I think that's what he seems to. So <laughs> I think he's honestly probably going to be the guy that's the most effective immediately. I, uh, I completely disagree with that. I think he's going to struggle because he can't do what he did at Florida State. Well, he's he's he knows the situation though. It's just that he a, knows the situation, but he's going to realize that the edge rushers in the ACC are not as fast yeah. as they are in the NFL. And Bobby and, Wagner is going to be able to close know. it on him. Best, best uh, Power Five conference by far. Next question. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to it. His, his consistency charts are fucking terrible because he goes for 41 games and seven the next. But when it comes down to when you're drafting in Superflex league, leagues, he's the perfect pair with like a Lamar Jackson or someone with a humongous floor. Because if you get Lamar Jackson's whatever, 20, we'll say 25.4, and you hit that 40-point week, like you're not losing with 65 points combined between your quarterbacks. And his yeah. ADP is not high right now. So then you can fill out your RBs, your wide receivers, and tight ends and snag him at the end. And he's still something young. about the situation that just like it's scary. Yeah, it's and scary. I think that's what's driving everyone off it because I think the O line like sucks. Like, yeah, it's obviously not a good O line, but then you actually look at it, it's not terrible. It's kind of just right in the middle if you kind of combine the two. So are you sure this isn't your bull? Well, no, because I brought it up. I brought it up as we can't expect more so like his stock is going down in a way yeah, it was kind yeah. of a, i can't really think of like a strict like uh bear in a way so i kind of brought it up as that yeah it is it's hard it's hard with the quarterbacks to think of someone whose stock is going down because this is the time for hope right and That's you i mean you got one but you took the obvious one so yeah. after the guy that you have it's <laughs> it's pretty hard to yeah. think of one because everyone got new talent in the draft and everyone got offensive line upgrades and everyone got yeah, uh, new I mean, wide receivers and stuff. So it's hard to think of yeah. who's down unless they drafted. A well, there's, there's a clear option. No, no, it, no one's team got worse. Yeah. Like no, no one's team got worse. Well, so like, that's it. what you use. No, there's no quarterbacks got worse because no team got worse. They yeah. added seven or whatever play new players. So like it's getting seven new players is better than getting zero under players. I see what you mean in terms of no no situation for a quarterback specifically got worse. But, I mean, we were factoring into what co- could possibly happen in the draft when we were valuing them before the draft. So, if we think well, again no, – uh, that's, that's a dumb way to evaluate it. But how so? If, if, they, if it's a, a wide receiver needy team, for example, and they don't take a wide receiver like the guy next guy. And if, and if like, NFL you, teams don't, don't play yeah, fantasy but Lucas, football, would you have downgraded Carson Wentz had they not picked a receiver at all? 
I just would have kept him right around like 14 or 15 because that's what he finishes every year without the receivers. So, like, you're uh, going to bring up Aaron Rodgers next. Yeah. He so finishes like, QB, QB 10 QB last 10. year yeah, without receivers. He's going later than QB 10. So, uh, like, I don't know let, where you think let, is. I'm going to make it, make my argument. So, segueing towards uh, my – I'm uh, segueing towards my bear, which is uh, pretty uh, ironic considering he's a Packer and uh, we're calling him a bear. But <laughs> – yeah, no, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers for me uh, is, is definitely my bear because uh, Aaron Rodgers is a player who has been in steady decline from both a fantasy and a real-life perspective, falling from the most valuable quarterback in fantasy in 2016 to barely cracking the top 10 at 10th uh, overall just last season. Uh, bringing in head coach Matt LaFleur last season, uh, Green Bay showed a steep decline in their pass-to-run splits for, uh, from when they were under coach Mike McCarthy, falling from a 67.54 pass percentage in 2018, which ranked first league-wide, to a measly 59.81%, ranking league average at 16th on the dot. Uh, LaFleur has shown a keen interest in leaning on the team's run game, bolstering up the ground attack through the draft with the selections of running back A.J. Dillon in round two and blocking H-back slash tight end and Josiah DeGuara in round three, and three offensive line additions on uh, day three. Not to mention the main selection that is a huge detriment to Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, and the, the selection of quarterback Utah, uh, Utah State quarterback Jordan Love whom they traded out for, actually, from 30th to 26th overall, giving up a fourth-round selection in the process. Instead of giving Rodgers a nice number-two wide receiver to pair with the Devontae Adams, they selected his replacement, showing that they, they really aren't committed to him for the long term. So, uh, so dick. Yeah, literally, uh, yeah, this was the deepest class of receivers we've seen in, since basically 2014. 37 went in the draft. Green Bay, with a need at receiver, did not select a single one. So uh, what I gather from that is uh, given Rodgers' age, declining ability, culture change from the past to run game, and the team's willing, uh, willingness to move on, evidence through draft capital, I will uh, refuse to touch Rodgers at, quite frankly, any point. And to me, he's the biggest loser of the draft process amongst the quarterbacks. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, to me, I think that's pretty much a given uh, that his value definitely declined from the draft, considering they literally drafted his freaking replacement. But uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Aaron Rodgers being a bear? Yeah, his his value definitely declined. It's like I guess whether you think of the situation with the Packers is a good situation because, in my opinion, he's going to be out of there in a year. So since we're talking dynasty here, we're most likely projecting Rodgers to be on a new team either next year or the year after because Jordan Love is going to be groomed to take over at some point. I wouldn't be shocked if he's the Bears quarterback next year, if, to be honest. I think that'd be a, a weird fit but I think it might happen anyways his long-term outlook doesn't look good because they they drafted a guy in they have a guy in-house that they're grooming to take over for him and like you said they didn't really do anything like and if you want to convince yourself Devin Funches is a good receiver he sucks but um basically it's Devontae it's the Devontae Adams show again so yeah I mean the here's the way I look at it so he finished his QB 10 last year with no receivers He's not being drafted as QB 10. So people understand that his value is where it's at right now. It's not like people are drafting him in the top five like they were last year. They, just because a mock draft tells you you need a receiver does not mean you need a receiver. They obviously don't think they do, and it's fine. They went 13-3. and three. If they don't add one, they don't add one. Adding a receiver wouldn't really – you're not going to go 15-14-2 just because you add Jalen Rager or someone like that. Like, that's not how it works. They have Devin Funches. They brought him in. I mean, we'll see. We can't say he's bad because he got hurt last year. Alan Lazard played fine. Sternberger is most likely better than Jimmy Graham just in terms of the passing game, so that'll help out there. DeGuara will help the run blocking slash catch some balls. And he can't get traded unless they want to take, like, a $15 million cap hit. So, I mean, like, if they choose to do that, great. But any other team, 
he could finish as a quarterback 10 on any other team because he's not going to get traded to a team to be a backup. And they're obviously they're not going to bench him for some rookie quarterback in the next The year. drama around the situation can't help either. And I was going to mention, I mean, you're, you're talking about finishing quarterback 10. He's also finished it at the age of 34. There are guys that are going to be younger than him that finished just behind him that I'd much prefer to have in the long term. Dynasty is a game where you, you need youth, plain and simple. Plus, did that's anyone, not really. did anyone like owning Aaron Rodgers last year? No, but that's factored into his ADP now because he hasn't been he's a top He's still going to go high, man. I'm telling you right now. Maybe not Dynasty because he's older, but it, for, especially for redraft, he's going to go in the top 10. I guarantee you. I mean, did, did anyone like having Baker Mayfield on their, on their team last year? So no, anyway, they didn't. But possible. Baker Mayfield's 25. And the situation improved. Yes. Yeah, for the run. I, guess. I don't know. I just his, – his, like his situation didn't get any worse. If you actually like – yeah, they drafted a quarterback, but they can't cut him unless they're going to take a $15 million cap hit, which they're not going to do. But even if they don't cut him, I don't expect them to cut him this year. I expect that he starts this year, but that just shows that they're not committed to actually keeping him as the guy long term. When you draft a rookie quarterback, that's basically signifying to me, especially one in the top 30 picks just for the record. That's signifying to me that, okay, groom him for a year, and now you're going out to the next year because we don't need you. I mean, we don't need you. We don't need your negative attitude. It's a $15 million cap hit next year and the year after that. So, like, there's – You can trade him, though. You take a a dead cap hit when you make a trade. That's how, like, salary cap works. Yeah, but teams can negotiate whether they absorb some of it, too. I'm going to get into mine here. That's enough on Rodgers. All right. Fuck Rodgers. Mine is – uh, Washington Redskins quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. So Dwayne Haskins did not have like a crazy amount of fantasy value to start with. Let's be honest, <laughs> but he is currently a starting quarterback, right? So Ow. yeah, right now he's a starting quarterback. <laughs> Real quick situation. Back you... to Ohio state and start for that team. Hot take. <laughs> I could start for that team. No, you couldn't. For Ohio state. Joking. Relax. You couldn't be. You couldn't All right. Be able to do that. So, Anyone who did a rookie draft last year probably spent a, in a super flex league, probably spent a decently high pick on Dwayne Haskins. So yeah, I know exactly why, but um, why? so the Redskins have a new coaching staff who did not draft Dwayne Haskins. They brought in their guy who knows their offense and Kyle Allen, who's from all reports. It sounds like he's going to have a chance to compete for the starting job. Um, the skins traded away their best lineman and got virtually nothing for him in, in Trent Williams. Yeah, three they lost nine, Eric nine. Flowers in free agency, who, despite being a huge bust in New York, actually had a decent season last year. Thank you. Um, a guard. They, yeah, there you go. They drafted uh, Shadiq Charles, who's raw, and Dwayne Haskins doesn't really have time to wait for him to develop so he can protect his blind side. And they drafted Antonio Gibson, who's also raw, so he's not probably going to be a huge impact to the offense his first year. Um, on top of all that, he's on a short leash. Like I said, he, they have a – uh, a capable starter in the building who knows the offense already. So if Haskins struggles, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull him by like week six or something. And um, the, they didn't really add any receivers of note either to help him out. Like I know Antonio Gibson's kind of a hybrid, but like I said, he's raw and he's also probably going to be primarily playing running back anyway. So um, yeah, like if, if the situation in general, he doesn't seem like he's going to be a very uh, highly sought after dynasty asset. And I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> If after this year he's he's virtually worth nothing in dynasty, so yeah, no, I, I think. Agree. I mean, the only part that I kind of hold on with Haskins, um, in terms of maybe maybe uh, resurgence of fantasy, um, anything really, anything more than he is right now is the hit rate data that we collected for the draft guide. Um, since 2010 to 2019, there was 27 round one quarterbacks that came into year two uh, and recorded a fantasy point. Just all needed was one point. 
in that data, um, 56% of them hit top 18. 12, or sorry, 33% of them was a QB1 top 12, and 26% of them hit a top six quarterback. I mean, if he hits top 18, I feel like everyone that drafted him is going to be kind of happy. Uh, so, I mean, because that would mean that, one, the offense is hitting a little bit. He would probably guarantee his role or at least keep his role safe for another year. And then I, I'd imagine that since they went more defense and O-line focused in this draft, they're going to focus more on the wide receivers next year, maybe in free agency. And they'll have well, they're going to need a quarterback years. next year. So It's true. So that's the only part I hold, like, a little bit of hope. I mean, he's, like, maybe my QB3 in a dynasty startup. Not a chance mm. I touch him in redraft. Oh, no, no, no. You, you, that's all he is for you, really. At, at this point in his career, he's all he, you can hope for him to be is a uh, quarterback three. So, I mean, like, you basically – you do, you hope a Josh Rosen situation doesn't happen because I know that the hit rate – like, Josh Rosen was a top ten pick, too. And he was yeah. basically irrelevant after one year. So, And he yeah. wasn't even relevant his rookie year. So, like – it can happen, and I think Haskins is much closer to the Rosen side of things than he is to the hitting for first-round quarterback side of things. So. Well, don't sure. count Rosen out yet. I mean, he could still beat out Tua and Ryan. <laughs> Fitzpatrick. Yeah, when Tua doesn't Kalen start. Sure. Is a running back, maybe. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like we said, QB3 in a dynasty startup, maybe you trade for him cheap. I don't know, maybe like a second-round pick or something. But, yeah, not much to him. For Great. sure. Uh, um so we good to move on. I'm going to jump yeah. into mine. Um, if you guys that did watch the quarterback uh, bowls, you will notice that someone in this room had a quarterback who may be my bear. And uh, Someone in this room didn't read my list before making his bears. I'm, well, hey, I have no problem doing this because anytime we get to clown on this mother. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it clean. Keep it for the kids, PG. Uh, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield of uh your cleveland browns i just don't see <laughs> well, okay so we're, we're gonna start with the additions because i'll give you worse i'll give you conklin they did a great job in the draft uh early on before the picks weren't as obvious um so great job by stefanski uh, building up building up his offense and, and shaping it out for an absolute dominant run def- uh, run offense I'm, I'm very excited for what kareem hunt and nick chubb are going to be able to do um kevin stefanski is an offensive coordinator for the vikings 30th in passing attempts, 23rd in yards, 4th in rushing attempts, and 6th in yards. I think touchdowns are kind of up and down, uh, depending on how the offense is flowing. So I really just want to go for attempts and yards. And the Vikings were absolutely dominant when it came to rushing, and they did not pass very often. Now, can Baker, in the very minimal sample size, be effective? Yeah, but he's going to have to grow – from himself, he's the kind of guy who I think will be very effective. Or will put up more more manageable numbers for a fantasy team with as much quantity as possible to get over the mistakes. Uh, so him in limited quantity is is very concerning. Even if the offense is is effective and humming, I think they're going to really lean on their run game, especially bringing back Kareem Hunt and and Nick Chubb, the talent that he is. Plus they got Conklin, who is who is a core at his core a run stopping a, a run protecting um, lineman. And I see the same with Worfs. I think they did a really Wolf good Wills. job. Not yeah, Worfs. Jedrick Wills. I'm sorry. Um, so he's going to – Wills will play the left tackle. Um, he only was playing right tackle to protect two, obviously, the left-handed quarterback. So you're going to get those two on your ends to bookend your line, and I absolutely love both of them. But I think uh, to a core level, they're both run-stopping, run-protecting linemen. 
So I just don't really see this offense being a very effective passing offense. I think they will be very effective with the rushing, and that's what they're going to lean on in, in this division. Okay, let me ask you a question. Is Baker Mayfield's situation better than it was last year? Yes. Okay, then how is he a bear? Coach. I think I think you take away real NFL. I, well, you put you put into perspective real NFL, and I think yes, he will be uh, the team as a whole will be affected because it's going to be carried by the running. Um, but as a fantasy quarterback, his attempts are going to be down. Uh, the yards will be down. I, I maybe picks will be picks will be down. I'll give you that too. But the volume it just won't be there for him to be uh, over a quarterback fifteen in my eyes. All right. I mean, I think. I know I touched on it on um, yesterday's video about how you can kind of comp Kirk Cousins. I know for a fact none of us here are drafting Kirk Cousins in fantasy ever. And it's simply because he's just average. There's definitely upside every other place. Um, I mean, he could – it's just like it's the whole the scheme of what they're moving to. And here's the thing. If Stefanski doesn't work out the first half of the season, yeah, they'll fire him just like they do every single year with every one of their coaches or GMs or whatever. Join the list. So unless they hit, like, I just don't see where the situation is getting better. And you have to look at it this way. They're an analytics-based franchise now. That's why they actually had a good draft. Like, they actually had a really good draft in the players they took at certain spots because they used the analytics minus which Stefanski says he's going to lean on. Another team that uses the analytics very well is the Colts. And they just try to run the ball over everyone to slow the game down. That's how they beat the Chiefs. They kept Patrick Mahomes off the field. The one game the Browns beat the Ravens last year, they ran the shit out of the ball. They're going to look at that and see we need to do that. They're going to run Chubb, run Hunt, but more like just utilize Hunt in the way he is. They drafted a tight end slash fullback Harrison Bryant. They're just going to look to slow the game down, I think, because one, their defense still isn't that great. They added um, Grant Delpit, but I mean, like, how much does that, like, really change your defense as a whole? So I still think there's just, like, a question mark. I mean, I could definitely be wrong. This team could definitely hit because they do have the tools to hit, and then – even if they do hit, though, because the Vikings are a playoff team and Cousins still is a fantasy relevant, and it's a similar offense. It's the same offense, actually. So it's just like I don't see a ton of upside compared to where I think maybe other people see it. Where would you estimate his pass attempts for next year? I don't, like, know an exact number. I'd say – well, what I mean, like, I'm just going to throw out Cousins. The reference, say, like, okay, Russell Wilson's in a run-heavy offense. He had 516 last year. It's going to be way lower. Russell Wilson's in a run-heavy offense, but they are, their time of possession is so – like the gap is okay, so much. Derek Carr had five thirteen, and I see that I see that going down. To be honest with you, because I was actually I had a, I did like I my riser my uh, like full, full season of health with Jake. They also like I mean I didn't touch this on the other one, but Derek Carr was actually brutal in deep attempts, like forty eight percent completion. It was terrible. That might go up, but I think overall Derek Carr's pass attempts will go down because the offense will be better. What did Baker have last year? Okay, Mayfield had 534 pass attempts, and I don't have the uh, pace stats in front of me, but I would imagine the Browns' pace of offense was not good. So even if the um, the pass attempt like philosophy, like run pass splits, go down uh, or in favor of the run, I think the efficiency of the offense and the pace of the offense should counteract that so that his pass attempts at a minimum should be around what they were last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think which I think, is like, like the ceiling, tenth in the league was what he was in past attempts. Yeah, I think like the ceiling would be right around that because um, you'd account for if they're if they're continuously getting first downs if they're moving the chain. Yeah, I mean, like it's more so that like like I said, I'm just not I, I I'm just gonna see it when I believe it because I think everything's lining up for non fantasy value. Yeah, but we all hang our hats on his college production at OU, his rookie season. So I think it's just like it's. 
I don't want to say it's why people like Gardner Minshew, but people will draft overdraft Gardner Minshew because he has a mustache. That's that's true. Like it's <laughs> it's what it is. Well, it's Gardner happen. Minshew wasn't the first overall pick, and he's not no, nearly as talented no. as Baker Mayfield is. But it's just well, that whole like constant of first round overall picks that kind of are. Oh, well, uh, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. No, they, yeah. Obviously, there's a discrepancy between where you guys see the talent of Baker Mayfield and where I see it. In terms of the offense, yes, I agree it is a downgrade. You Ideally, you, for a fantasy quarterback perspective, you'd want him to go to an offense that's like Cliff Kingsbury's or something that's going to throw the ball around all the time. Or like, like a my, my, my thing is that the tackles in Cleveland last year were so garbage that even though the tackles he got this year are run protectors first, they're still better at, at pass protection probably than the tackles he had last yeah. year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, we see both sides do it, I think. I think everyone should because there is two sides to him. Like, Plus, at least they have an identity is. now, right? And it's not yeah. like Miles Garrett swinging helmets football at people. Like, it's a real yeah. identity. Yeah, until they bring him back and he does the same thing over again. And like maybe it's, once they get more commercials going about Baker and how he doesn't work out, walking around a stadium type thing. But I think um, to say this, I have him on my dynasty team. So it's not like – I think Tyler's like absolutely I got him in one too. So, like, it's like I like I see both sides, obviously, and you have to take risks. You have to take different players. You can't have the same players on every team because no one's ever right 100% of the time. That wouldn't work. So, I, I think we see both sides to that. So, those are our QB Bears. Uh, ironically, we did not have the only QB of the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky. I don't he has no value. That so that I thought matter. about it, but I'm like, screw it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make too much sense. Who's actually drafting Mitchell Trubisky? Trubisky? Uh, me quite a bit because he's like the 30th not 30th he's like the 20th round in a startup um yeah. so he's definitely that's yeah i mean if he's like your fourth quarterback that's not yeah, bad might as well because if he wins the job you're gonna start yeah him eventually. yeah you can start him in a bye week pinch or whatever mm-hmm. so those are our quarterback okay. bears uh tomorrow running back bulls next day running back bears so on for all the positions we'll see you guys next time peace